I like it. Well, <clears throat> Bobby, how you doing? Welcome back, motherfuckers. Did Here I we too are. <laughs> came not, too hard. No, it's never hard <laughs> enough. That's what I keep hearing. Uh, <laughs> unrelated, but hey, uh, welcome to Industry Secrets, the podcast where we talk shit, talk shop. Industry Secrets Pod at Gmail is the email address for all your whatevers. Um, me and Bobby are recording this before we both head out to the Great American Beer Festival. Also known as Gabf. Gabf. And we'll be doing a recap episode when we get back. But in the meantime, we have a pretty fantastic guest today. Um, he fell into our laps like a sweet angel. Um, in industry uh, icon, one might say. Um, <clears throat> He's like an urban legend. We were just hanging out at Bottle Shop for the Cattle Call today. And who walks in? But Jan Fredrickson. Oh, hello. Hello, sir. <laughs> How are you? Fantastic. How are you doing today? Doing pretty good. Got some pizza, some beer. Yeah, you brought some pizza. It sounds like a perfect day. Yeah. Oh, got my haircut looking fresh. I got a haircut today. Uh, you look handsome as shit. Had a smoothie over at uh, Bryce's spot. Oh, yeah. well, that's on Mill, right? Yeah. Uh, it's oh. right next to the uh, barbershop. Um, yeah, Brigade, yeah. Brigade Barbershop. Yeah. Southern and Mill. Okay, I was just at Brigade uh, getting this done on um, that's his beard. Tuesday. I mean, that's the, the industry haircutting place. Uh, it, it, it seemed to be because I was talking to the dude, and he's like, yeah, I know Schmitty from Four Peaks and Teddy. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Ron, I, Ron's mm-hmm. been going there yeah. for years. Everybody goes there. Uh, yeah, so I uh, I used Tim over at Brigade. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Uh, great dude. Um, but Allison yeah. today for me. Okay. Yeah, she's solid. Yeah, Bryce is actually on our guest list, oh, as cool. a matter of fact. He's just John does mine. hard as fuck to book so you yeah. go to brigade as well no oh, okay no, I was just, just, <laughs> just trying to be included yeah i uh i went to a dude who kind of fucked up my beard who I was using in downtown phoenix mm. right around it's 2019 way too far to go for but it, but he was doing a great job and then uh i was talking to him one time and i was like hey man like my beard grows in an undergrowth and an overgrowth and like sometimes those things cause like this natural split in my beard i don't like and like so he just cut this gnarly section out of my undergrowth and just it's taken years to even get it back to normal. And the soil started eroding, and just listen, listen. Uh, it's been hard for me to trust someone else with my facial. I hair, believe it. it's been getting out of control, and I just um, got a good recommendation. When you want a pro to do it, otherwise it'll look like mine. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, what we're here to find out about is, uh, Jan, tell us a little bit about yourself in the industry. Like, where'd you start? How'd you get? You know, where were you? I mean, you're not technically, I guess, in the alcohol beverage industry currently. How'd you get here now? Well, uh, I, as some people know, I am a Florida man, so I grew up in Florida. Florida. Yeah, not. I mean, you know, some of the stuff's cool. I don't really know much (laughs) much of it. You know anyone who uh, got fucked up this last weekend, or what? Oh yeah, by the hurricane that they kept mispronouncing the name of. Yes. Yes, I told my uh, I told my buddy I was like, "Hey, all they had to do was pronounce it once. Would have called the whole thing off <laughs> <laughs> if they would have just said the name right one time." For those that don't know, my name is spelled I A N. Yes, how's it pronounced though? Yan. Yan. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Hurricane Yan. They just had to say it right once. Oh well, they refused to. Yep. And now look at them. Now look at the devastation they've done by mispronunciation. Yeah. Sounds. But anyway, uh, started my my beer focus career at Angel's Trumpet almost ten years ago now. Yes, uh, worked there for about three years. 
bartending, serving, whatnot, uh, yep. changing kegs, and then uh, went over to Pedal House, got hired as bartender, but um, just started following Doc around in the brewery. Was their uh, first solid move, first official uh, assistant brewer. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then moved on to uh, they they closed down for renovations about a year after opening. So six months. Uh, yeah, but but I I had been working there for almost a year <laughs> oh, because okay, okay. Uh, they hired us <laughs> on you know, about three yeah. months before yeah. <laughs> before it actually opened. Um, and then so I moved over to Helio Basin, which was about a mile and a half from my house. Super I didn't convenient. know that about you. I didn't know you were there. Yeah, I was there for about a year. Um, so I opened my second brewery. Did you do? Were you there during Tamara's time? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. She's still. She made uh, my favorite birthday cake I've ever had. It was a carrot I'm cake yeah. with a, uh, a walnut uh, pecan or walnut honey walnut uh, chev uh, frosting. Pretty fantastic. It was a chev. 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 Yeah, she baked a shiv into it too. <laughs> it wasn't in prison, just I like shivs. <laughs> yeah. You got to keep a pointy one. Tamara likes a challenge. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she punches hard, uh, I will say. <laughs> so he's that basin. beast weightlifting yeah. girl? Uh, she was MMA. MMA, uh, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she did kickboxing, right? Primarily, yeah, I, I think, or something. I'm not sure. I think she did some jujitsu as well. She's a bad bitch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not just in the kitchen, <laughs> just in general. Yeah. Um, and then after Helio Basin, um, I mostly just bartended there. Um, and then I got my first sales job with State 48. Ooh, was there okay. for a couple years, uh, and then moved on to BRI, doing sales there as well. Right. Until almost a year ago now, um, and I've actually been out of the industry, just uh, observing from afar. That's um, probably the best place to be. But <laughs> I saw you, saw you bumping shoulders with some industry folk earlier today. Yeah, I mean... I still know. Felt a lot like of, you were still in it. I, I know. I know a lot of people in it. You know, I see see those people. You guys, you know, damn near every day. Sometimes, yeah. Although sometimes, you know, you see each other, you know, five times in a in three days, and then you don't see each other for two months. And yeah. It just it's weirdly cyclical like that. It's yeah. yeah. It's so wild. I've seen Julie Cabrud, who was our last guest. Mm. Um, sometimes I'll see her like six times in four days, and then I won't see her for two months yep. and then you know i think the when we recorded the podcast first time i'd seen her months <clears throat> ran into her three times since and then yeah like with certain cattle calls to your point you can you know like right so in my perception it originally started at flannies which was like the big industry mm-hmm. cattle call day right everyone would go in that was like the place to be and pitch your beer there's always you know. like a place or two in the industry as one of my former reps moved on you sold his house in flagstaff for over half a million dollars, like moved down here to pursue different stuff. Proud of him. He's working for a different brewery down here. And, uh, you know, he's not used to the, like he's used to working up North. So, uh, he's like, Oh, he's like, is it always like this? And I was like, well, here there's like two or three accounts in the city that are like this. And on certain days there'll be kettle calls. I was like, the people are like this in the Valley. Cause he, he was even telling us earlier today, he was the teller guy from ranch. that was Mm -hmm. hanging out with us. He's told us he's like, he's like sales in the Valley are insanely different than they mm-hmm. are up north. And I was like, yeah, no shit. No, well, like, there's more than you know eight bars. Well, and everyone here is friends. Like, yeah. up there, mm-hmm. like everyone just wants to cut each other all the time. Oh, and I, I, I've observed it and I've seen it, even in house reps. Like, but again, to both of your guys' points, I mean, you're just you're selling to eight bars, each have six tap handles. Like, mm-hmm. there's only enough love to go around, right? So. Yeah. 
You kind of got to step on toes a little bit more. But now that we know a little bit more about you, Jan, I'd like to get to know you a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. And as an adult man, have you ever shit your pants? Uh, not to my knowledge. I mean, oh, I've certainly. Interesting answer. I've, I've, I mean, I've certainly blacked out uh, some nights. <laughs> uh, but, you know. If, I've blacked out and I've woke up with shit in my pants. Well, I don't see, know if those are correlated. Could be someone else's shit. I haven't woke Inconclusive. up. Inconclusive. I haven't woke up with shit in my pants, <laughs> but who's to say I didn't clean up after myself? I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, I, maybe you, a you drunk know. you is very efficient at uh, not... I, I always say when I'm drinking that, like, yeah. uh, sober Alex is who I got to be looking yeah. out for, because that's not who's in charge yeah. right now, but he is who will <laughs> regain the wheel later. Also... <laughs> so um, always looking out for him. Since you want to get to know me a little deeper, uh, I go commando, so if I shit my pants, I'm going to know it. And yeah. Everybody and else and is going to know it. pants. Yeah. Okay. Is that why you don't wear jeans? I wear jeans. I just don't like long jeans. Pants. You wear the same shorts in fifteen different colors. Uh, that is actually very accurate, sir. <laughs> uh, well, my girlfriend, uh, lovely, lovely lady Michelle, as mm-hmm. most people out, also in the industry know, uh, she used to work at J Crew, so I would get J Crew shorts. I was cheap. gonna guess on, like a Nordstrom manager or on, something on the cheap. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I wear the same exact shorts in. I think right now I've got like. Six or seven rotating colors. Yeah. Uh-huh. If they fit, they feel good. Like, why not? I'm here yeah. for it. I mean, yeah. I, 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 we all still dress like a cartoon. <clears throat> yeah. We all still have a couple pairs of pants or shorts in but, our in our drawers that we're like, one day I'll fit in those again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're holding on to the faith. Well, that's also uh, being out of the industry for a year. I've dropped 20 pounds. I believe Which it. is pretty nice. I oh. fucking believe it. Well, you know, <laughs> the high weird. caloric intake isn't huh. beating the shit out of you anymore? Well, you're just around beer and restaurant food. Well, All the when you're time. when you're going to ten to you know fifteen bars a day and every single one of them is offering you a beer, some days it's hard to say no. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, half time you're paid to drink it, and then they'll just offer you food. And mm-hmm. and the thing I think sometimes too, from the outside looking in of our industry, it's not that like I'm incapable of saying no to fifteen accounts. It's that throughout my day, there's an account that I can definitely say, "Hey, I'm working. We're just here to talk to you," and they understand. And there's accounts. What they understand is, did you engage in commerce while you were here? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like Bottle Shop 48, lots of NA options. If you just want to crank through a few energy drinks, seltzers, non-alcoholic beers, while you do your business or hang out and support them, whatever. Totally awesome. Same thing with Tap Dragon and a few other places. How was that place? Uh, they opened shortly after I had left. Man. Uh, I, had, I had already talked to, Jen, is it Jennifer? Jen. Yeah, Jen. Uh, I had talked to her before I left about it, but they hadn't opened yet, so... Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard it's a cool spot, but I well, haven't been yet. As far as, like, the company you used to work for, they do pretty well with her, I guess. I mean, she was just collaborating a brew uh, with BRI today. Oh. I saw on the old internets. Um, so, uh, what I'll say about Tap Dragon is I like Jen quite a bit. Um, she's, as far as first Easy time. piss off. Mm. I've learned. Not for me. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> as far as, like, first time taproom buyer, she isn't the worst I've ever encountered by any stretch of the imagination. Nice lady. Nice great lady. Great business. Great business. She hates me. Well, <laughs> I, I do not suffer from this problem. But what I, what, I, what I will say is that, and this is not an insult to anybody, because I'm going to use a whole bunch of names real quick, and there's no offense to any of them. It just is what it is, right? You've got, you know, Rift and Tap Dragon and Brass Tap and fucking 19 other Divided Vine and uh, Vanilla Gorilla and... Again, most of those places, the reason I know their names is because I like them. I like the people that run them. But it is the current 
era of this specific cookie cutter tap room, right? It used to be the Papago model, mm-hmm. which, you know, tap and bottle. Uh, what's that place out in Portland? Green Dragon or whatever. Uh, lots of stuff like that. But now it's this whole kind of like hybrid model that's much shorter and a much smaller square footage. And here's the thing. Like Beer Barn, right? The most boring fucking place I've ever been to in my life. Haven't been. I live in Phoenix, so I don't. I don't get yeah. deep East Valley very right. much. You, you'll you'll drive to go hang out in a place that looks like a stripped down bottle shop forty eight, right? Um, there's not a lot of innovation in the tap rooms at this point. What I will say about Tap Dragon specifically, just before we get off it, is that they do like the disc golf stuff, and there is like in the what you would call like standard tap room loadout is that they make good use of their space and. There's not a lot of, like, small-scale disc golf, which is something that has a huge overlap on the Venn diagram of our industry. And so I'll give her that. Like, it's it's interesting to me because she's trying to figure out how to engage her clientele instead of just being like, I have a tap list with the same 25 new brews everyone has. Because that's my problem, right? Is that it's like, oh, hey, you know, Divided Vine or Brass Tap or whoever, like, hey, we all have Toppling Goliath five brands on because they launched last week. Neat. I need, I just need the smallest amount of anything extra. And they, you know, I've played disc golf there a few times and I'd love to get a, you know, we used to do a shuffleboard tournament at the end of beer week. I'd love to maybe do like a disc golf one over there or something like that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, I guess to get back to it, it's, 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 it's very standard, but it's good standard as far as, businesses go i guess i mean it sounds like they're trying at least which is nice jen does a great job and she supports me and i don't hate hanging out there like i like it you know uh two of my closest friends adam and andy live a quarter mile on either end of that business Mm -hmm. and it's a great place to hook up and hang out that said there's a lot of other businesses right next to their house we don't hang out at so (laughs) you know it's it's at least doing all right yeah they'll do just fine yeah if you end up in that neck of the woods show up I will. You'll have a beer and have a good time. For sure. Yeah. Plus, if you like disc golf, that, that event is it, it is a little bit more innovative than what the other a lot I, of the other accounts are doing. I happen to own more disc golf discs than uh, my proclivity for the sport would, <laughs> you would assume. <laughs> uh, I, I just collected them over the years for no reason. I just have them. For no reason I've got whatsoever. like four, maybe I have five. Ten times as many discs as times I've played. And I've, I've, well, we used to play back when I lived in Florida. We worked at a... <laughs> yeah, we used to work at a Hilton wearing tuxedos, and we would go play ultimate frisbee golf. We called it because we just used our regular ultimate ultimate frisbees in tuxedos. There was an ABC liquor store across the street, which Florida, is that the state run? It's not state run, but in Florida, you can't sell. You have to buy it at a liquor store. You can't buy it at a grocery store or gas station or anything like For that. Spirits, yeah, spiritus liquors. Okay, cool. Um, so there's an ABC right across the street. Sure, we go get a liter of some cool. some. Liter, liter of cola, liter, uh, liter of rum, you know, uh, for the front nine, a liter would do us. And then it's sure. right across the street. So back nine. If there's another, more than two, you need a liter. There's four of us. Yeah. Jesus. So we yeah, after the after the front nine, we'd go get a second liter. And then. Uh, were you just taking pulls off the bottle? Um. Yes and no. I mean, yeah, sure. We were some. We were mixing it sometimes, but you know, yeah, we're playing. We're playing frisbee golf or disc golf, whatever. We were playing with frisbees, so it's frisbee okay. golf. Uh, in tuxedos. In the in uh, you know the middle of the woods in Florida, I would have loved to have seen that. It's it's a it's a good time. 
Yeah. So you've been in, in the service industry for a while, as you said. I've. Wow. Uh, it's now. I just turned 36 last month. Uh, my service industry career is old enough to drink. Wow. Yeah. Right. I, I, well, actually, I technically started a month before my 15th birthday illegally under the table um, as a busser at a restaurant. Uh, and then I've just kind of never left it. Fair. So, in all your time, you know, whether it is bad, beer sales, bartending, um, busing, you know, whatever it had has been, um, do you have any, uh, like, crazy shift incidences? Like something that just went haywire and you're like, what the fuck? Well, uh, I, I, I was uh, regaling someone else with this story not too long ago. Of, okay. So, I was a soul expo at a restaurant that sat, I don't know. I don't remember, like 325 people. It's a massive restaurant. Um, and there's two expo windows, and they just got one guy doing both, me. Um, I, I, you know, I was uh, put up with a lot of shit from the kitchen, um, and it was an open kitchen, too. So I'm, like, standing in the front of house. Um, I've got, you know, food runners and everything that comes up. I'm, I've got some authority. I'm, this was back in, you know, when I was 18, 19 years old. I'm making $11 an hour plus tips. That's pretty Ooh, fantastic, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I, oh, yeah, all right. So I, uh, I'm, I'm good at this job. Nobody else in the restaurant can do this job. My, my best friend, he, he'd left the job a year before, and so it was just me doing it. Um, and the kitchen, I, I warned him. I was like, hey, man, don't fuck with me tonight. I will bad things will happen if you if you if you do this specific thing again bad things will happen i'm in a flow state leave me alone he so i had a big ass afro at the time uh big curly hair we've, uh, we've seen your, yeah and you. um uh the motherfucker threw some parsley some chopped up parsley in my hair uh Sorry, specifically objectively hilarious well you know back Ob- in obje- those, objectively yeah, gotta be back in those theory. days uh you you know you dress every single plate with a rim of parsley because it's fancy it's so uh, fancy. yeah um yeah and i i just he just, just said, salt made you in the hair oh and he's done it before i know it's like ah ha ha cool that'll Not come out like though. a month a month from now thanks <laughs> well the thing um, that like most people aren't thinking about is like Oh, I thought I did this one funny thing, and you're like, every motherfucker thinks that this is funny and does it to me, and I'm over it. Well, no, it, it and it's it's happened multiple times. It's just we fuck with each other. That's mm-hmm. what you do. You put the pickle ginger in the dude's drink. Fine. You put a <laughs> you put a toothpick in his straw, so when he sucks it up, it stabs him in the mouth, and you hopefully it doesn't actually go down his throat. You, these are th- such things that you do. Yeah. Um, but just one particular night, I told him, I warned him, don't fuck with me. Uh, so I, he did it. I stood up, looked him dead in the eyes, took every single ticket, swiped it off onto the floor. We were backed up. I mean, I don't even know how backed up we were that night. It was a Friday night, you know, seven, seven thirty PM. Mm-hmm. And I just walked out the fucking door. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't know what happened was for this guy, like a manager. Oh, he was the executive chef. Oh, so he so was yeah. running the line so on the kitchen side. Him. Yeah. He, he was running the kitchen on the other side yeah. every, every night. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was running it from my side every night, and we we have a good thing going. Like we're we're good yeah. at this. We we get yeah. shit out fast. Uh, it was a busy ass night. There were tickets. I don't know, maybe twenty still in the printer. Haven't even looked at yet. And I just took every ticket, just threw it on the fucking floor, walked out the door, 
And then everyone just stopped what they were doing uh, in awe and just looked at me as I <laughs> as I left the door. I didn't leave though. Um, I just I walked outside like, and I just I sat down. I need a down. cigarette. Yeah, come on. Still never smoked one. Oh, that's right. We yeah. talked about that outside. Yeah. I just needed uh, a minute. So uh, maybe maybe about ten minutes come by. Uh, the general manager <laughs> comes walking up to me. He's like, hey, like, buddy. like, yeah. He's like, hey, <laughs> Jan. You, uh, I like how soon as you're like right? a nuclear bomb, they're like, oh, now it's time to treat you like a person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, give me fucking 10, 15 minutes. I'll be back in, Rick. Uh, he's like, okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, I don't have a choice here. <laughs> yeah. So 10, 15 minutes go by. I walk into the walk in, a uh, pound of beer, and then I get back on the line. Everything's good. Cause, Were the tickets uh, back up? Um, Did someone organize the tickets for you? All well, all the ones that I had uh, that had gone on the floor, uh, <laughs> presumably most of them had already gone out. I don't. I don't. It's remember. been twenty five minutes. It's, it's been Let's hope. Super yeah. loud, boys. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's uh, it's been a while. Uh, so yeah, I, like I was out there twenty twenty five minutes. Okay. But again, during the biggest rush, um, you know, uh, of the week. No, in in for sure in. Uh, a restaurant that does three thousand uh, dollar an hour. Yeah, I mean, for, it, it, yeah. And, and the fact is, is that obviously they can hobble through thirty minutes of broken expo. But the yeah. fact is, for the night, the next several hours, they can't have you not there. Yeah, they're like, we well, can hobble through this if you promise to come back. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely and, threw a wrench in the thing. And the next day, went back to work. Everything is fine. We were fucking with each other. Yeah. It's cool. That's how the restaurant business works. If, no doubt. If you can't forget, you can't forget myself, about yeah. yesterday, you, you can't be in the... the did he industry. ever throw parsley in your hair again? No, that was one thing he never did again. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect, yeah. perfect. So he learned a lesson. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's solid. Yeah, sometimes you just got to let someone know what the fuck's up. Yeah. Uh, it It is one of those things in a restaurant, I think, that we've actually not touched a lot on this podcast a bunch, but is uh, an inherent truth and perhaps a secret of the industry. I don't know if it's a secret amongst us, but... Abuse is part of the job, right? Like, not in, like, you're expected to just get shit on, but yeah, you're expected to kind of just jump in and talk shit and have fun. And I try to explain this to people a lot. Like, I love to talk that talk. I love to talk some shit. Um, but a lot of it's just built out of what I would call, like, the venting process, right? Like, I... If I am talking shit about someone that they haven't heard before or that I haven't said to their face, that's just because uh, timing hasn't lined up for me. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like, the thing is, is, like, you're just supposed to be able to, like, talk shit to anybody and, like, have fun. And, like, yeah, feelings get hurt and, you know, uh, tempers get high and you fight. And I've said some crazy shit across the line to cooks. And when I was a cook, said crazy shit to servers back. And exactly right man like it's every crazy. day is it's a new day every I, day is a new showing i threatened to fight an 80 year old salad cook salad, <laughs> I, thought, salad I thought you were gonna stop at salad, <laughs> you know, salad i was fucking like, this guy's mm. wilted as fuck <laughs> listen mr magoo if you don't get this brouillet out of here i will fuck you yeah <laughs> um and so here's a new question that we've never actually oh no 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 i them. i oh. need you to expand on that Absolutely. Oh, the guys just <laughs> fucked with me the whole night, and uh, so an eighty-year-old man's giving you some shit. Uh, the whole. Let, the, how well, do we get to near fisticuffs? He was a. Uh, he, he's a, he's a cranky old man because he's, he's working. He's <laughs> working. Yeah. And did you get your ass? Yo, that fucker can hit. <laughs> <laughs> that guy got hands. I'm just saying. 
No, so he's a stonemason. Um, he, he's just you know he's an older dude that uh, lived a tough life and you know probably worked in the said. probably worked in restaurants most of it and always underpaid and never quite can afford much you know okay. in life and uh, is probably bad at finances too. Um, there's just, you know there's a lot <laughs> of things. Just he's just no, I mean it, I really did like this guy, um, but you can tell he wasn't those are, like those a, uh, jokes aside. Those are fair observations uh, for a man of yeah. his age. A yeah. cook. Bad with their finances? Yeah, right. No, yeah. how dare you? I don't. So, uh, <laughs> so, you know, there were there were days where he he was on and a hard worker and put his nose down, and and there was plenty of days where he was just mad at life and would take mm-hmm. it out on other people, oh, and fine. just he would get it was like you would see it like during lunch, which would be like all kind of busy. Um, we got you another beer. I'll take another one too, please. Sorry, I was. I just was captivating you. Um, so, <laughs> sure. th- but there's days where you know, like it would like he'd be mad that he had to do his job. Like a ticket would come up for his salad, and he'd be like, Ugh, "Who's gonna put in Ugh. the fucking ticket?" Those for a people salad? drive me crazy. It's like you're on a line and they're like, "Who orders a side of fries?" Anybody, do your mm-hmm. job. <laughs> so it, it got down hundreds to hundreds of people a day at this very <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> yeah. So it got down to a point where, um, if you needed. An item, it had to have a ticket, right? But on our system, you couldn't just punch in a ranch, right? Like, you could punch in a ranch attached to something. Okay. Or, like, special mm. instructions ranch, but it have to... But no, just Sido Ranch. Yeah, so I can't just click ranch, and it'll print. And I can't just, like, attach it to a water, because it won't print to salads. Like, so if you order a salad with ranch on the side, and then you bring it out to the table... And the guy's like, hey, you know what? I'd like another side of ranch. You know, sure. Okay. Which is coming. There's no feasible way for me to get that to him, so you just ask for it. And he would do this whole thing. Where's your ticket? No ticket, no ranch. Um, and I'm like, Drew. We've been over this. <laughs> we're getting busy. I just need the I just need the fucking thing. Can, can you do me a solid and just grab the fucking ramekin and the ranch? I mean, I was being nice at this point, but in my mind, I'm like, just do the fucking thing, right? Like, do your, so I was like, do your job. I was like Drew, I just, I just need the ranch, man. Like, I, I can't punch it in. And he's doing this over and over and over again. And then at some point in the night, like now as like it's less um, just being like abrasive. He's actually like giving me some shit. And now we're middle dinner rush. Like and it's just going, going, going. I'm just like, whatever. I just need the thing. So let him do it. And he says some snippy ass line. And I look at him and go, Drew, I've never fucking punched an 80 year old man. But I'm not like, but I'm about to or I'm not opposed to it. And the uh, the expo. Uh, who's like, if you're not in restaurants, he's like the orchestrator of a, of a kitchen, right? And he looks at me, he's like, is there a problem? I go, lock your fucking boy in. I'm going to fucking clock him in the jaw. And uh, that dude gave me ranch real quick after that. Um, but that dude was cool. But yeah, I mean, like, it just, emotions get heated in that, like, crazy thing. And if you're not oh, yeah. digging things, right, then your your personality, your emotions that day can make your job worse that day. Yeah. It can make everybody else's job worse, too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so this is a question that we've never actually asked on the podcast before. Um, and it's not like a crazy question, so don't get your hypes up. Well, I've asked um, the worst one to date, but go ahead. <laughs> Yingling, smash or pass? Ooh. Oh, well, I got to say smash. Okay. I, you know, from uh, no one considers it the East Coast, nor do they consider it the South. Again, from Florida, uh, it's I've, I've always loved their uh, unofficial slogan. It's not. The, it's not the best beer. It's not the cheapest beer, but it's the best cheap beer. Yeah. Uh, oh, and, okay. you know, um, in Flor- Florida was definitely behind the curve on the whole craft movement in general. Mm-hmm. Like uh, even Cigar City didn't even get started until I, I was basically, like the you know, moved right? out here. Yeah. Uh, just before that, I think 2000, 
eight maybe okay. is when they started up somewhere around there and i moved out here in 09 so um like they had no established breweries in florida um it was even hard to get um i mean the uh you know there was a few craft bars here and there like spread across the state there was like eight craft beer bars it's a massive uh, state isn't margaritaville uh creator <laughs> of land shark in florida um <laughs> You know, Margaritaville, I believe, is uh, just the it's it's right next to uh, it's Margarita. It's, yeah, it's cocktail. Okay. Ooh, we had, so that same <laughs> restaurant we had a margarita pizza, which yeah. you know, same ingredients yeah. as this one in front of us, but we salted the rim. Oh, very nice touch. How much parsley you put on that rim? <laughs> <laughs> How fancy was it? <laughs> you know, that was one of the lesser fancy things. Although okay. the real secret menu item was the calamari pizza. Oh. oh, yeah. It was because uh, we, and still to this day, best calamari I've ever had. Shout out Mangrove Grill. They no longer exist, but yeah. Um, Who are you shouting out to then? I don't know. My boy, my boy David, who would draw blood when he whips a towel off his shoulder. Oh, yeah. He had some, right. he had some oh, heat behind his yeah. gills. Uh, but uh, so it's literally just a cheese pizza with a pile of calamari dumped on top of I fucking it. Love and calamari. it's fucking delicious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just a nice, uh, not not battered, but breaded, like a cornmeal breaded. Mm. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Just speaking my language. Dumped on, mm. Literally just a mountain of Ring, calamari. Rings and tentacles mm. or oh, strips? Yeah. Oh, both. Mm. Yeah, rings and tentacles. Okay. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, that's tight, yeah. I don't like. Uh, I don't really like the strips. Like cut from a steak, they're they're not yeah. usually uh, as tender. They're not. I, I worked in a place one time that had like the most incredible calamari strips, like cut properly. And like it's Fair a little enough. more pricey, but it was good. But yeah. I also just got back from Mexico where we were just having like random rings and tentacles on fucking wreck to the reef and it was world class. Well, obviously right? you just get more breading with the rings and tentacles. Yeah. It's more crunch. Yeah. Or like you just said, cornmeal, less will bring you more, right? Yep. Of anything from flour to tempura, like cornmeal will give you a nice little crunch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. But uh so yeah, yingling. I I, yeah. I thought some yingling. Yeah, yeah. All right, we've had a uh, few a few people get get some heat on some. So Michelle, uh, she her family moved to Florida a few years ago. Every time she goes back, she brings me a six pack home. Yeah, that's yeah. A, what a nice thing. It's six, so simple. Yeah. Six yeah. more months, and you won't even have to do that, right? Are they coming out here? Yep. Well, the the, the not, rule, maybe not to Arizona, but well, the rule of Yingling the... used to be they didn't distribute west of the Mississippi. Yeah, that has no longer been the case for about six to eight months. Oh, so did we redirect the Mississippi? No, they just started distributing it to Texas. Yeah. Um, okay. Texas is the big west state. Like they, if you're moving west, you go through. Texas if you distribute first. into Texas, they drink beer. Like for a, for a state that has so many dry counties, they absorb volume. So like that's the first thing a distributor in Texas will tell you. They're like, "Cool, can you meet this much volume? Because if you can't, you don't need to even be here." I guarantee you, the dry counties drink the most. Oh, probably. And I know that because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> So once Texas These drag guys trying to get wet, from what I understand, it's PCP. From, you know the whisperings of the industry <laughs> is that Arizona and then California are next. Um, mm. So we should probably see Yingling taking up shelf space from us uh, shortly <laughs> uh, within the next two years. You know, I, I feel like Arizona is a is a state that gets a lot of beer that others don't. It's mm-hmm. a chain state. So yeah, you know. basically. Well, not only that, it's just um, you know. We're close to Colorado. We're close to California. We get beers that you know, 
Colorado mm-hmm. sends here but doesn't go to California. Sure. We're, we're kind of a, a gateway state you we, know, for a lot of things. We used to be like the that. only state that Oberon from Bells was in year-round. Dude, also Arizona's, Florida, actually. Um, well, Florida after and yeah. then California after, but it's because well, Larry Bell— about five years ago, but Larry wow. Bell specifically liked coming to Arizona for spring training. Spring training yep. And so Oberon would just be here year round. And when he would come to town for the games, you, wanted. you, you could find him in one of 20 bars yeah. <laughs> like for years. I, I remember I, I'd just be at brass tap and Larry Bell would like walk in on a random spring training day. And you're just like, the fuck is that? Right? Dude, that's some power to pull. Like, right. Like I come here <laughs> for spring training. Carry my beer that I really want because well, I know it's, it's the fact that in Michigan you can't even get it year uh, round. But you can the seasonal Michigan. They still celebrate Oberon Day. Yeah, in it's, Michigan. It's, it's a seasonal. It, it's in seasonal uh, here. It yeah, it's just, it's just yeah. always. Oh, here. you want an Oberon? Sure, we got that. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying he could get it states away that he's there sometimes. Uh-huh. Yeah, the bar that I regular the most that's not like a craft beer bar. The restaurant that I regular the most doesn't carry my beer. Yeah, I'm like the fuck. What restaurant is that? Baja Joe's. I'm there all the time. Never been. It's just a it's a decent little Mexican restaurant on Gilbert McKellops. Cool. But me and my buddy go there quite a bit for oh, happy hour. I was gonna say, is that the one right next to my yeah, house? We go there quite Fucking a bit for happy hour. Up a bro sometime. Um, I'm and uh okay. four minutes wow. from there. Yeah. In yeah. the words of uh, Alexander, I, I didn't think this Phillips, would turn around on me. T four I. T four I T four I T the fourth I. Bobby's a busy man. We used to play tennis all the time, just right up the road from there. And then, you know, he just got busy and then we sometimes play golf at Shadows. Yes, whatever. McKellis is a pretty busy road uh, for for happenings. You know, I had no idea that um, the 202 went north of uh, Thomas. That's crazy to me. (laughs) Uh, Well, so when everything uh, shut down a few years ago, I was doing uh, home deliveries for beer, uh, for BRI. Uh, So people were ordering online, and I'd be the one delivering it. I was doing that for 12 Um, months, yeah. And yeah, and then I was like, Wait a second, Thomas, but it's inside the 202? This is north of my house in Phoenix. How is this possible? How is any of this happening? Yeah, did not know that. Yeah, it's um, it's a bit of a weird thing sometimes. But yeah. it's, uh, you know, East Mesa. It's its own whole enigma to figure out at some point. I'm here for it, personally, but, you know, not everyone is. Well, my, my mom now lives out in AJ, so typically uh, if I go see her on the way home, I'll, like, you know, hit up Goldwater and East Mesa or... Yeah, right off Longboat. Yeah, or, you know... Or TT Roadhouse some, or something. Well, TT Roadhouse. TT Roadhouse. I just know he fucking likes it a lot. Well, yeah, it's a mile and a half from my house. Of course I like TT Roadhouse. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're like, I gotta go to Apache Junction. TT Roadhouse is just fine, but I think as far as, like... It's no longer the industry haunt it used to be. Okay, I was gonna say, it has this industry reputation that it doesn't deserve. Well, which frustrates the shit I'm out sure of me. Sure, it's also that that it it, it feel no longer has the way. Well, yeah, no nobody nobody from the industry just goes there. You well, know, that was a three, pet four or five. It times was a, a week. It was a Crescent Crown anymore. pet project. Yeah, and then they would have all the unofficial after parties of like Strong Beer mm-hmm. and all the stuff that was like more centrally located there, and it was yeah. easier to do programs like so like ska, you know, etc. Would always like ska specifically, and then like Abita. They had like the Cajun food Ron truck there one time. Three away. It, it doesn't hurt that anyone Ron wants. Like, dude, Ron's out of the industry, and he's just like, hey, no, he, isn't. he owns a restaurant. No, 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 he's out of the supplier side <laughs> of the industry. <laughs> well, but yeah. he'll just be like, hey, woohoo, carry ska because I liked them when I worked for them, <laughs> and then just someone carry ska, and I'm just like, 
man, that is some fucking big dick energy. You're just like, hey, woohoo, not even a hard sell. Like, I love ska. You should do that thing. And then people do, and you're just like, holy shit, Ron. And listen, nothing but love for Ron. I mean, what a G. Uh, I wish I had that kind of fucking power. Like, oh, hey, uh, this brewery I don't even work for represent anymore. They were awesome when I did work for them, so you should carry them. Oh, permanent handle? Good for them. Like, you don't even work for them. What are you doing? Love, Ron. And speaking of fantastic people in the industry, people we love, people we see all the time. You know, a lot of these are at events and promos. Beer festivals is a big part of what we do, right? I know you've been to a beer festival or two. I had a couple here and there. You have we ever gone to one beer festival not, like as a consumer. not working it? Yeah. Okay. And that was like uh strong beer festival the first uh like month after I started working at Angel's Trumpet. Okay. So it's been ten years since I've been to an actual beer festival as a patron. <laughs> was uh Wickenburg where I saw you still your last beer festival I, I working? I believe that was my last uh, I believe that was my last beer festival. It, it, it's it, you told me that at the time I was wondering yeah. if that's still true. So whether you attend in person or work it personally, and uh, both viewpoints are important here, you ever uh, encounter a beer fest creature of just interest? Just like, what is happening over there? I mean, I, you Something know, you got to double take at. I, well, yeah, I, 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 I tend to not approach them, though. I, no, no, no. I, no, no, no. We just want to serve from afar. You know, yeah. You don't want to get too close to these If people. you got too close, you would you be the crazy person. You don't person. engage them. Uh, you know, like, like, uh, Doc posts the same picture on oh, Facebook. Yeah. Oh, we talk about a lot of this the, podcast. The, the, te- the Texas, uh, the Texas shape poop, and, and yeah. Uh, for the listeners, Yana's never listened to an episode. We, yeah. talk, we, we talk about this a lot. <laughs> the Texas shape poop for sure. Yeah, I mean it's it. That's that's what beer festivals are. They're Texas shape poops. I um I just want to take a moment real quick. I just I ran into Doc briefly at Chupacabra, maybe like forty five days ago or something like Wait, that. You saw him and it wasn't in Tempe or Chandler. Dude, I don't believe him you. and Melissa. I was like, "All did you bump your and head?" You weren't at the Dirty Blonde. I was like, "Did you bump your head in here?" <laughs> um, and I think they were over here on some pedal house business. business. They're opening down the street. Yeah, I've I've heard that. <laughs> Dude, have you seen the rafters in that building? Fucked. Oh my god. At pedal house, the Mesa spot that they can open up. Yeah, the thing is disheveled. It's a shell of a broken building. It's been it's sitting there so unmaintained bad. under the Phoenix Sun for a decade. It yeah. needs well, no. Love. It was a working business until until when? I don't. I don't. Know, maybe a year ago. Mm, try again. Mm. It was a mechanic shop. Yeah. Was it? Was it operational? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. Like, yeah. yeah. It just has looked so disheveled for so long. Oh, I just yeah. assumed no, it was it, non-operational it was a this entire mechanic time. shop until yeah. maybe a little over a year okay. ago. We'll, yeah, we'll yeah, just maybe, put working maybe, in quotes for now, or at least uh, brackets. Ago. Maybe or something. two years ago. Yeah. Okay. Um, Weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I'd go to Chupa, I'd see the cars there, and the the guy who owned it would come to Chupa okay. fairly often. Um, just but driving by, I feel like really he kind of dodged the question. Hmm? What was the question? Any particular creatures? Oh, um, no, I don't know. Nothing stand out stands out really uh, how do you feel all those pretzel necklace fucks i mean whatever <laughs> i i pay them no mind uh you know the only the only thing that bothers me the most is literally my tent is ground level uh and i'm breaking everything down underneath it these motherfuckers crawling underneath you know army crawling yeah army crawling underneath <laughs> my tent you guys still serving fuck no nobody is still serving fucking beer leave 
This this isn't this isn't a Spartan race. You didn't need to army crawl under here yeah, for a mirror. I know you still got forty tickets left because nobody fucking takes the tickets because it doesn't matter. Uh, you just go away. <laughs> just go away. Yeah. Now it's my turn to drink beer, sir. Yeah. Absolutely. Get the fuck out. Um. Do you prefer at the end of a beer festival? Um. Give me your lightest or give me your strongest? <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, you know, I prefer the the people that actually know beer in general. Uh, and that say, was not the question, sir. Uh, sir, I'm, I'm talking to a man who is it. clearly intoxicated. Yeah, <laughs> give me your strongest. Cool. Well, I only have one beer left because this is the end. Uh, so here so you go. True. I bring a lager to every beer fest. And when I get the question, give me your strongest beer, I yeah. pour them my lager. Yeah. Solid. And it technically is illegal to brew an icebox, so your lager is usually not that strong. Mm-hmm. It's illegal to brew an icebox? It's technically distilling. Hmm. Yeah. There's, you uh, can do it. There's some guys in Mesa that should probably hear about that eventually, but mm-hmm. I'll leave their names out of this. It's fine. They're not a brewery, technically, but, uh, you know, they, uh, they use icebox distilling, technically. Listen, I'm not here to throw anyone under the bus. So, yeah, an ice, so we'll an ice box, you know. It's, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you it, make an ice, ice out of freeze, box. Freeze, uh, freeze the water out of it. Turn it into a big box. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, freeze the water, drain the liquid. Yep. Uh, unfreeze the water, drain the water. Yep. Second. And that's how you get purified water. It, you could probably just use the RO system pumping in the water <laughs> to do that first. But yes, 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 no. yes, yes. That sounds like water with more steps. Is this like clarifying a cocktail <laughs> <laughs> but with beverages? So have you ever done any uh, some wild shit at work while on the clock or while you were, you know, working? I mean, tell I don't me, know. Tell us about that shady ass shit you'd be getting up to. I'm not a shady person. I don't know if you know this about me. Bro, I uh, saw you like... About two months before no, you left your eye. I saw you. I saw you. <laughs> if I'm doing shady I like how shit, he's like, honestly like trying to remember. Like, yeah, like I honestly, I, I just don't do shady shit, man. You've never it's drank a bottle shady, of wine like, in the shade, walk-in. Shade, be like, oh, oh, I well, I just told you, you know, back at the restaurant. Uh, I know that's why I'm just so confused with oh, why you're lying. Well, we to me used right to now. have like kitchen meetings mm-hmm. uh, where, in the middle of busy ass service, the entire kitchen plus me would just disappear in the walk-in pound of beer and walk back out and then that never like extended into you like banging your manager in the shed or no anything like that no No. those usually reserved for after hours (laughs) (laughs) we're uh so i guess that begs a better question so were you like and i used to do this this is no shade were you like waiting style like everything works like work 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 bitch 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 and then you're like all right now we all party separately at someone's house together Probably yeah, all the time. That that was more how you're like happen. you're like work work and work party. That that's more how things happen. I mean, okay. shit could kid get off the rails. Um, in in Florida, it's legal to drink behind a bar. Uh, oh, or at least was back then. I don't know. Kid if it's good in Arizona. Um, yeah, it might as well be here. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, I've never seen a I've never seen a bartender drink behind the bar in Arizona. Never. Not, not once, once. Not never. Not not uh, once. Not every day. Yeah. Work. So shit could get off the rails for sure. But like I'm, you know I'm I'm just there to make my money and you know have a good time while I'm working hopefully. Uh, but yeah, I never never really got up to like shenanigans. So you were you were a good coworker. I yeah, hope so. You got any terrible coworkers? Well, yeah, tons. Mostly <laughs> just the lazy fuckers. <laughs> tell us tell us about something that stands out. 
I don't know, man. Bro, I know the places you've worked. Don't fuck with me. Don't fuck around with me. I worked in one of them. <laughs> Sorry, that was loud. One of your coworkers decked a dude at the bar. Oh, you mean Terry? Yeah. Well, he was uh, unruly, apparently. But also, while I worked there, like... He also was the dude serving him, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, if you're gonna say it like all but that. But also, like I, <laughs> he got unruly after I overserved him, so I knocked him the fuck out, <laughs> and then dragged him out the door. Yeah, yeah. I saw the video. Yeah. Um, Me too. We all have Reddit. Uh, that, did I get on Reddit? It's where I saw it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, no, I, I. Well, so like you know, there. As far as coworkers, you know, I'm not at the brewery uh, a whole lot. That was the opposite of my job. The more I'm at the brewery, the less I can yeah. do my job. You know, uh, so. You know, I, I don't work directly with the the people in the restaurant side, uh, you know, at, at that job or the previous one. So I was just trying to give you an example. It could be 10 jobs ago. Yeah, no. It not have to be Terry. I love Terry. Yeah. I remember when I first met Terry, I go, this he, guy is he kind of there a... when you did, right? Yeah. He I worked go, there forever. When he first got hired, I'm like, this guy's kind of like a white trash drug, drug dealer. And I was right. Yeah, but he's also wrong. one of my favorite human beings I've ever met. I was going to say, anything you assume about Terry the first time you see him is 100% true. Yes. Yeah. Um, but he's dope. But he's also red dude. He's so dope. Yeah. He's a cool dude. He's also not that at the yeah, same time. Yeah, yeah, right? It's crazy. He could be like two things at once. Yes. Unless you're a drunk dude at the bar. <laughs> you don't want to be Being unruly and then he will not have knock that. you the fuck out. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Who gave you that drink, sir? <laughs> Me, you over, you over. I'll show you who overserves them. My knuckles about to overserve your face. Right, right hook. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, same bar. Weren't you there when like the general manager like chased a dude down with a baseball bat after not paying his bill? (laughs) No, that was before his time. uh, (laughs) (laughs) And that was a fabricated story. Turns out, actually, yeah, that was pretty disappointing. Yeah, I wasn't there for that because apparently didn't happen. Well, uh, some a lot of people were convinced for a very long time that it had. So, I'm um, just wondering if that was your time. So, okay. Now I was there for almost like two and a half, almost three years, maybe. Normally, the the answer we get is typically like not anywhere near like the beer industry. It's normally more in the service, bartending, serving industry. Where for like sure. I would open the walk-in door to restock or to grab limes and lemons, and some guys cutting limes with a giant kitchen knife. You know, like he's like, "Well, I don't have a." My credit card's too wide, so I just got this freshly <laughs> sharpened blade, and you just hear. He's not right. You know? uh, I mean, fuck. I, I don't know, even know if I've told this story here before. It's one of my fucking absolute favorites. It, it wasn't even a place I worked. I was I was at this bar with my wife. We're hanging out. Uh, the bartender's fun. We're just all kind of hanging out. Uh, bartender's boyfriend shows up. We're the last people in the bar. We're cutting it up. Bar shuts down. She's like, you guys don't got to go. If you want to keep drinking, we'll just close you out when we're ready to go. Tight. We're like, hey, we have this pre-roll if you want to smoke. She's like, yeah, let's just go in the kitchen and smoke. I'm like, this ain't my place. They got hoods. Yeah, they got hoods. This ain't my place. Uh, so we go back there, and then she just pulls out, like, a baggie of Coke and is like, hey, uh, are you guys, like, cool with this? Like, uh, And we're like, I mean, not really. And she's like, well, I got to open up in the morning. Puts it down. <laughs> We're just like smoking a pre-roll. We're like, 
okay, I guess we're going to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, like, you want to hit this? And she's like, nah, dude, yeah, I just she's, want to start a business. She, she's like, yeah, I, I'm trying to work. I'm like, all right. I did have this one uh, this one cook. He was the head head chef, I guess, if you want to call him that. Uh, uh, we did brunch at this restaurant. Mm-hmm. He literally fucking held a cigarette in between his hands as he's rolling out biscuit dough. No way. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, yeah. Absolutely disgusting. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> these biscuits are absolutely just easily the worst worst restaurant I've ever worked at. I, I heard not brunch sucks. Hmm? I heard brunch sucks. To work depends, man. Like at, when I was working at Helio I've Basin, I've um, be cool. Uh, me, me and Brian, um, he's been in the industry forever too. Uh, big tall guy, big gay, uh, as people like to call him. Big gay Brian. Yep, because uh, last name is Big Gay. Um, but yeah, so he and I would do brunch. Uh, I assumed it was because he was homosexual. It, it's not. Because I mean, he's his predilection for dicks is irrelevant. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Uh, well, no. So this was when Tammy was at the chef at Helio Basin. Mm-hmm. He and I uh, would run our fucking asses off. That place is massive. Way Helio Basin is so huge. many seats. And, or sorry, Tombstone North. And uh, yeah. well, yeah. So so and in the in the beginning, the entire place is filled with tables. And when Tammy was cooking there, place filled up. Dude, what um, a, I'll say it a billion times. What a bad bitch. Yeah. Um, but so he he and I, um, we did brunch, just just us two, never another person. Uh, every single Sunday, uh, we'd just run our asses off, make 250 each, easy, call a day for four or five hours of work. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Hells yeah. Like, he, he got there uh, an hour earlier than me to open up. I got there as we opened. Uh, I stayed an hour after him. To basically clean up brunch. That was it. Just split it, you know, down the middle. Two hundred fifty bucks, no problem. So we do kind of got to wrap up because this is one of our time sensitives. Because I got to spend sure. some time with the family before mm-hmm. we I leave for Denver and Alex leaves for Denver. I did um, just notice that we were actually time. this. Than I thought. Um, I don't know if you have another question. I definitely have another question. Um, is there a secret of any industry that you've been in that the general public wouldn't know about? Just kind of like the the hidden intricacies of work. Like I always bring it to the like the beer sales side is everybody that finds out what you do goes, oh, you've got a great job. You oh, must love it. it. Must job. be so easy. Coolest job in the world. Yeah, if you like long oh, hours. Oh, hey, just throw that in my car. Yeah, yeah. long, and you think you know it's a, it's you know we're out. Yeah, early mornings hit off prems and we're yeah. focusing on chain in the midday, and then all of a sudden like on your your lunch hour and you're like I can't see. Uh, <clears throat> regular bars and restaurants, so I got to like fill my time doing computer work and my mm-hmm. car in a hot car in the middle of summer. Um, but yeah, so I mean, yeah, you know, people uh, just see you at happy hour, finally enjoying yourself after you've been working for twelve hours, and they're like, "Man, what a great job!" Uh, well, uh, so I was recently in the uh, the freight industry. I was a freight broker. You're one of them logistics. Oh, yeah. broker for freight. Yeah. So Ooh. so I was a carrier account manager. So I so I we had account managers getting freight from the customers. I'm calling trucks to move the freight, right? Oh god. Uh, <laughs> and then like, you know, uh obviously uh everything getting more expensive, everyone's blaming it on supply chain and shit and like they have it this way, they have it the other the other way and uh you know, a lot of stuff uh a lot of stories came out like while I was in the industry and I wasn't in it for long, but you learn fast in, in freight. Uh, and just everything I ever saw in the news is just horribly wrong. 
Demon- <laughs> demonstrably false. It's just absolutely incorrect. Like oh, what? Absolutely. I, Anything the media reports. I, 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 I can't pinpoint one specific thing, but like, I, I don't like remember. In, in, it was in, like a it, John Oliver episode or something like that. So, I mean, he I, did I, something on freight, and I'm just like, that's absolutely not true, not true at all. So, okay. a lot of times, just a real quick interjection when news stories are looking to cover something that's like a hot topic, whether that's <clears throat> the aluminum shortage on cans. Or supply chain issues, or etc. Like every time these come up in the news, I get a call. Um, you know, it's not Is always it just used. A dude with a mountain of aluminum. He's like, I've been trying to sell this for months. But like, you know, the guild and like um, ABBA, the uh, Allied Business or the Restaurant Guild or whatever, all these different people, like they'll kind of be like, oh, this person, this person, this person. And so the media will go out and they'll like, you know, be like, oh, hey, how did the can shortage affect you? And like they'll talk to like six people and they'll find the one that has the most interesting angle and they'll choose it and they'll talk about is if that represents our entire industry, which yeah. I feel is probably what you were dealing with a lot of. Well, also like, um, you know, nobody's doing anything to fix it. Uh, the White Claw factory out here, uh, they're directly next to a ball company, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know where they get their well, cans from? That actually shut down. Not that Memphis. Yeah. Well, that, that facility shut down. Okay, recently. but. Yeah, no, 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 you're right. It's yeah. stupid. Yeah, absolutely. Nobody's doing anything to fix it. They're getting their cans from Memphis. I personally sent several trucks from Memphis uh, to Arizona uh, for cans, empty cans. Just Wild. Empty cans. Wild. Uh, when they could just get get them right next door. Yeah, well, Ball also talks about having an aluminum shortage for cans while printing aluminum solo cups as if that was anything anyone ever asked for. <laughs> high margin on it. Europeans, dog. They come over here. They love the red solo cups because they're super American. Sure. It's fucking uh, high margin. Uh, 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 I'll just cover this real quick because I don't want to get into it too much. But just like that and with the Queen's death, I will never figure out how fucking Americans got so Eurocentric. We're Americans. Rejecting Europe is why we don't have vowels in half our fucking words. We need to stay the course. Fuck them. Fuck them. The whole European continent. Fuck them. Dude, America's the best, dude. America. First. America's I, first. Didn't we divorce you, England? <laughs> dude, America's first. Everybody else. You're not first, you're last. Everybody else is last. Everybody else. But for real, America's <laughs> rad. Well, I mean, America is rad. Um, Except for all that bad shit, but we don't pay attention. To yeah, I mean, stuff. there's a lot of blind spots, but, you know, that's not for this podcast. Yeah, they're blind, though. Yeah, yeah you yeah, ain't looking yeah, at them. Yeah, can't see them. Put them on disability. They're blind. Yeah. So, so, my question before we get out of here. Okay. Um, kick out story. Or not kick out story, sorry. I quit story. Yourself or something you observed? Have anything interesting over the years that you've either watched someone quit in spectacular fashion or you yourself was just like LeBron? It'd be great when you quit your logistics shops. You're like, I'm shipping myself out of here. <laughs> No, I did not do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to make a belating joke, but I don't think I can get there in enough time. Dude, uh, I you s- can bill this lading there. <laughs> I I also uh, sent a truck from Anheuser Busch, who was our customer, uh, to Scout Distributing uh, in California. I was wondering where, what that was. Well, I mean, couldn't Ar- read the bill of lading; it was uh, illegible. But Arizona has one of those. It's called uh, Tri Cities, or uh, it has three names: it's Tri Cities, Southern Arizona Distributing, and Linden Distributing. It's all the same company. Uh, they sell what they call the book. So they sell Bud, Coors, Miller, Craft. It was Scout. They sell okay, but like. <laughs> Some in some parts of the state, um, this part of the state, Quench does that. 
here in Arizona. Like, mm-hmm. but in this year of Vista, Tombstone, Sonoida area specifically, there's a distributor that sells the entire book and doesn't actually have like a, a network plan. And so that can happen a lot. And certain distributors kind of get assigned that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes okay. they get created. Sometimes they just kind of get assigned it. I'm just saying it's not uncommon. I was just curious. Yeah, didn't yeah. know. I was like, Anheuser Busch. Uh, Scout is the destination? That's weird. It's weird, though. Like, if you go out to, like, Yuma, Romer Beverage sells uh, Anheuser hmm. instead of Hensley. It's weird. Indeed. Hmm. So, uh, oh, quitting. Uh, yes. Oh, and I quit story. And I quit story. Yeah, Man. you or someone you saw quit. I, I've i always, you know, given the proper notice. I, yeah. It's the right thing to that do kind of for guy. an adult. Yeah. <clears throat> well, even, well, I get one time, uh, the my first job that I got illegally at 14 uh, after after maybe I don't know I was there for like seven eight months probably. You're like, um, hey, Mister, I'm gonna give you a two week notice. No, uh, <sighs> the fucking GM comes up to me. He's like, hey, uh, you can't wear those shorts anymore. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's Gary? like, take I them off. Bored in these shorts. Take the sir. shorts off, and, little man. And he's like, yeah, uh, they can't have pockets on the side. I'm like, Gary, these are the same fucking shorts I've been wearing. Since Gary, I'm I a man. I'm allowed to have pockets. Yeah, I am 15 years old. I'm a goddamn. You show him your razor. Ah, yeah, I'm a man. <laughs> uh, and he's like, yeah, well, uh, you can't wear those anymore. I was like, well, I guess I just won't come in anymore. Yeah, because I'm 15. I don't need to buy my fucking pair of shorts yeah, my work. parents sure. buy me cargo shorts man yeah. <laughs> no also, I, something I that every shorts. young person should know is like if your employer looks to control who you are at your core for reasons that have nothing to do with performance or company efficacy fucking leave those are control methods Dude, what if pockets leave. killed his parents though and he's just got this vendetta i've been wearing them since day one like the same pair of shorts Listen, how could a pocket kill anyone day. pockets were invented by john pocket from Decatur, Illinois. You suffocate. John yeah, Pocket from Decatur, Illinois invented pockets. What happened was... None of that's true. What happened uh, was some some gangster old man went down an alley while his parents were walking down. And guy's like, hold my pocket. And they're like, we don't want to hold your pocket. He's like, you my you bitch. Like and then just killed him. Batman? Yeah, that's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. you know, I, I've, I've seen people yeah. quit with just, you know, 10 different saute pans on... The line See, and just this walk is the what fuck I want out. to talk about. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I've seen that. Wild and crazy, it just doesn't bro. really stand out to me because you were halfway on your own story of that of just the the threw all the tickets on the ground. And I wasn't going to quit though. Yeah, I really thought we were going to lose an I quit story on you. Just like, yeah, and then gonna, I fucking no, left. Yeah, I was no, like, oh, I, okay. I wasn't going to quit. Uh, no, I, I quit there because I, I I moved town. I moved uh, moved up to Gainesville. So um, I've worked a saute line and it's brutal work. And on days I've wanted to quit. Yeah. Absolutely. Still, in my mind, I'm like, these people just order their food. It's not their fault. Um, how many saute pans at once? I'm just curious. Because, like, I would rock between six, eight, and ten in some extreme circumstances. Just different pans going oh, yeah. in single so, order. I so mean, You got 12, 12 so, burners. It was a big-ass kitchen. Yeah. Um, so, does he walk out with two pans on, the, oh, just the butter pan? Or is he, like, no, in the middle got, of six dishes? You got the you got the, the, the tub of butter on one. Uh-huh. Um, yep, for sure. I, I think there was some sort of usually two, usually two are taken yeah. up with stuff that or, helps you yeah. make the other. So yeah. I worked on a twelve burner system. I could do up to ten two order yeah. dishes, but I usually existed between six and eight. Yeah. So um, yeah. So I mean, we uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Full. Absolutely full. Ten ten pans on there. <sighs> Just again, 
full full line of tickets. God, just I, yeah, just I'm done. I want to see the. You even say that. I want to see just, the chef's just, face as that just, happened. Just he like, just oh, Irish he, he he took his took off his towel, took off his apron, and just fucking bounced. Yeah, I've, dr- I've dreamt about stuff like that in my past. <laughs> just it just sounds great. Just sounds so incredible. I'm too far into what what I've been doing to do it. Yeah, you know. Well, there there becomes a point professionally where like both of you, all of us in the room, I guess. Like your name is what carries your weight, your reputation, your personal relationships, right? Like you're at a place in your career. We're all in a place in our career where, like, usually, like our name and our reputation and our CV do the talking for us, right? Well, a big aspect of it too is, is how long you've been with that company, right? Absolutely. Like if you've been there like two years plus kind of thing, and you do that, trying to find the next job when you go give them your resume and you're like, you, it's not like you can fail to like. If, if you work to someplace for like three months and you'd, you're like, fuck, this place is awful. I'm being treated terrible. No one's going to get mad at you for not well, sitting in your own piss. Nobody would know yeah. if that gap of time you didn't didn't work out. Didn't no. show that you worked there because you just extend the time that you worked at the la- the place before it Such and like advance the time <laughs> at the job like. after. So no, like, you saying. could hide that. But if it, a two year kind of thing is like that's a lot of time. I'm also to completely hide. fine if someone wants to be like, hey, I did this thing. I wasn't there a long time. The, the situation was toxic. I'm fine with that. But yeah, to your point, like you don't even have to calculate for that stuff. But again, like. I guess to my point, like if you went to go get a job tomorrow and left second chance and like, let's say uh, you left them on good terms, but you went and did something fucking out of pocket representing the brand, like the next person that comes in to hire you, regardless of how the laws work, (laughs) I need people to get this out of their fucking head real quick. Uh, Labor laws do not protect employers discussing your previous employment ever. It doesn't happen like that. I, I do everything by the book, but like, what do you mean? So, legally speaking, like, if an employer calls another employer for a reference, there's only so much they can talk about. They can yeah, say, are like, they rehirable? Yeah, yes but, or no? Yeah, that rule is followed almost never. Oh, ever. I, I specifically, oh, yeah, dude. I, I mean, I play by the books because I, I'm the kind of yeah. guy someone's going to find me slipping and fucking screw me to the wall. But I've been in tons of situations where it's like, oh, yeah, fuck that dude. He walked out on it. Like, just... No one follows those rules. No one does anything. And when you're in a job, that's... Nobody, most people don't know the rules. Yeah. Oh. They, because they don't think they're there not, are rules. They're not... Well, they're, they're not, also, they're not rules. employment lawyers. Yeah. So, dude, I, not that long ago, I had one of our San Diego accounts uh, call me saying one of our old beer tenders was going to, like, applied for the job. And he's like, I really need people, Bobby. Uh, would you, like... Is what do you, what do you think? And uh, he didn't ask that. He's like, oh. "Do you have a re- like? Do you have a real reference?" And I go, "If it's the guy I'm thinking about, I you know what? I don't want to say anything yet. Let me make a phone call real fast." So I call my operations guy, and I was like, "This guy, this guy, this guy. Was that the guy that did this?" And he's like, "Yeah, like, cool." So I call him back, the guy he was asking, and I go, I, "I can't go into all the information, but I promise you, he is absolutely not rehirable." And that's about all I can say. He goes, "Got it." Right, like certainly, he is absolutely not reliable, and that message is portrayed in a way where it's like he clearly did something so bad that I wouldn't bring him back, and that's really all you need to say. If I hear someone say he is not, I agree, I agree. I know the fact is, is just that it's not how it works in our industry generally, right? Uh, And so that dude left with seven burners on saute. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm just saying if 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 you decide to leave Second Chance for a different opportunity, straight up. The fact that you burned them on the way out would be 
public knowledge more or less, right? Yeah. And and so you every person comes to a point in their career and I think it's I think it's great to be at a point in your career where you can't just like <clears throat> fucking fuck you and walk out and like, you know, it it's something to fantasize about, obviously, because it's awesome. But like you get to a point as an adult where you get successful enough to where you're just like, well, I have to kind of do this right because the next five jobs I'm going to have, theoretically, whether it's in the next five or 50 years, is going to rely on how I handle this right now. Yeah. I do want to give a piece of advice to any, whether you're a business owner or an employee, if you've signed a non-compete, which means like, hey, you can't be in this line of work uh, if you quit because we have this proprietary rights, it is not... Um, it's not enforceable. It's, 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 it's not even unless, kind of enforceable. Unless you're an equity owner, it is not even remotely enforceable. Yeah, I had... A, when I was in the medical in, like sales industry, a lot of people were like, yeah, if you work for us, you can't get back into like this dermatological thing or this Cool story, thing. bro. You can't like, stop me from you making a living. Stop me from, <laughs> yeah, you can't... It would be impossible for you to tell me that I can't, that I can't make money to pay for my family. This is the only thing I know how to do. You can't stop me from doing it. Well, you know, we got another round of beer coming, so let's just keep this going. But we got to drink it fast, boys. Oh, I guess well, I mean, with the family. Yeah, well, I, I figure we need one beer to close out fucking uh, industry shoutouts. So, I mean, uh, we could we could fit one more question since we got a beer in us. What do you want, Bobby? Oh, tell me what you want. What you really, really want? Oh, I'll tell you what I want. I want. I want. I want a number three with a Coke and fries. Um, <laughs> I do that sometimes at the drive-through. They're like, "What can I do for you?" I'm like, "Let me tell you what I want. What I really, really want. I really want. I really, really want a Big Mac with fries and a Coke." And that drive-through guy's like, "God, fucking." Actually, they generally enjoy it. They dig it? By the way. Do do you know how many miserable ass people they probably have to deal with? Like, I'm always fun and like, hey, thanks. Thanks, girl. Hey, what's up? uh, Arby's Smokehouse Sandwiches. Pretty fucking tasty. Okay. They got a rib rib one uh, and a brisket one. Mm. Yeah. Which one's better? I preferred the brisket. I'm a brisket Uh, man. Michelle Michelle preferred the rib, but it's like actual just pieces of rib meat. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it's not. It's not the compacted football not, that they yeah. fight, they slice. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like they cooked actual ribs and just sliced it. Dope. Uh, some barbecue sauce, some crispy onions, and cheddar barbecue cheese. sauce. Barbecue sauce. I did so have this on the dash brown. Things. I got a. I, had, I put a couple questions together that were just for you. It wasn't like we just went same oh, questions for everybody. Um, hit me with some of that funky shit you've been doing with that three D printer. <laughs> oh yeah oh uh some dildos so, haven't haven't uh, you know gun stuff they're not food safe i have three 3d printed an air lower uh yeah recently nice. that's not food safe <laughs> uh, hope not less so than the ball gags <laughs> i guess food is more safe around you know uh the lower than it is me but, Ooh. yeah oh i like i like i like to eat yeah, yeah i'll eat it um but uh, yeah, uh, mostly just dumb shit like uh, um, you know, little keg-shaped uh, valve covers. Those for, are dope. for tires. Uh, I got I got a couple extra sets. I'll all right, I'll, all right. I'll hook you up. I'll all hook you up. Right, right. Um, but yeah, no, I I three D printed a, an AR uh, fifteen lower receiver just because I fucking could. Yeah, dude. Uh, I hit print, um, and then thirty two hours later, I the was, ATF showed up here. I was te- I was <laughs> yeah. I was technically a gun owner because that's considered a gun. That's yeah, the part that yeah. you need registered. Is it the lower you that's considered to... the gun? Yeah. Or is it okay? Yeah. Uh, but you don't have to register it because you made it. It's just plastic. Yeah. 
Yeah, but if you went to like a business like I would like to buy an AR lower, they go, oh, you would have that, to register well, that, that lower. That with that that if I make a gun out of yeah, so I can pipe buy, parts from Home Depot. Am I required to register? You know, I can great. buy every single other part of the gun, put it onto that lower receiver, and I just have a gun. Did mm-hmm. you print it with the serial number on it and then shave it off? <laughs> That's <laughs> just to be a little hood again that just seems like an extra step I'm so hood I, I print it with the serial number and then I grind it off <laughs> I oh, submitted okay. the UPC to Sprouts <laughs> uh, yeah no uh, so you know yeah just I, you know I printed uh, my my girl some some uh, cat ear headband for Halloween one year right. uh, I've been I've been uh, toying with the 3D modeling again more recently uh, to actually, we kind of talked about to it actually to actually print some useful stuff um, haven't printed anything useful you know since then but what I saw was really cool uh, my buddy started doing it was uh, it was like this like I don't know, it was like this geometric like circle cube thing it was like a essentially a mini little pot for baby succulents I was like that's super cool like oh yeah I've, I've, I printed like a little uh, bulbasaur pot. So yeah. Can, so yeah, you can put a little succulent in the back. Yeah, that's so cool. It's a Bulbasaur succulent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've done that. Uh, and you know, most of the most of the things that I've printed are just stuff you find, you know, online. You can get the files for yeah, free. Yeah, super easy. Or you know, I printed a Colby you, Colby our old brewer a, a, a Sub Zero mask uh, oh, that nice. came out sick as fuck. By Did the way. you? Uh, <laughs> what's like some weird things you've seen as like ready to go files? Oh, uh, there's absolutely just so much porn and dildos. <laughs> So much! Oh my god! Uh, you know some some of the sites don't. But host. that's but that's some like the, hard PLA plastic. Like that's not even like rubber. Like no, you can print TPU, dude. Oh yeah, dude, you yeah, print TPU. Flexible. Do you have? So that's the one I that requires TPU. the acetone bath, right? No, so that's resin printing. Oh, oh. T- TPU. Uh, so filament, uh, dude, FDM, FDM pres- uh, printing, acetone bath. Mm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. So you can print in flexible <laughs> material. Yeah. So TPU, it's a flexible plastic you can print with. Can um, you print like a fly swatter? How veiny do the dicks come out? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as veiny as you want them. He wants them. Oh, he wants them veiny. Oh, oh veiny. veiny. <laughs> Another callback to waiting. Yeah. Yes. A little Louis Gooseman. Yeah. The Batwing baby. Mm-hmm. Um. I haven't kicked on my 3D printer yet, but I just recently decided what I'm going to start printing uh, the Ender, the Creality Ender Pro 3. Okay, I got the Ender 3 V2. What the or, fuck the, is the, this? The V2 is what I have. It's, oh, it's, you got it's, the V2? It's, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. good starter printer. I guess. Oh, that's Absolutely. a printer. Yeah. I thought it was a thing. No, no, no so that, that's it's, the printer. It's a printer. Um, the, yeah. It's a so we're 10, out, 10 years out from Demolition Man. Um, oh, you're just going to print up some shells three at a time. Nice. So I don't know that <laughs> it obviously started before the year 2032. It's already pretty common practice. Wait. It's already pretty established. Hold on. Uh, I'm going to answer your question. Okay. Um, so I'm thinking to myself, how long before 2032, which is when Demolition Man takes place, uh, how long does it take to come to market with a product that's pretty universally accepted? We're 10 years out. I'm just going to start printing seashells. He's going to invent the three, the three seashells. Sh- the seashells. Yes, I am. You're going to be the guy. Holy fuck. Yeah. I don't know what That's this brilliant. is. That's so brilliant. I'm in. Okay. Uh, I'll, it, invest, it, I'll be an early investor. It's like <laughs> Apple. Come on, so guys. Watch Demolition Man. Yeah. Uh, American I, I'm classic. I'm probably not going to do that. Please no, do. No, you, you, you should. really do that. 
If you don't, just if you don't, it's Sandra Bullock, Sylvester Stallone, Wesley, Wesley Snipes. Snipes at the height of their game. Dude, that dude didn't Dennis pay fucking Leary. taxes. Dennis Leary? Hey, my dad went uh, to... No. My dad went to federal prison for Say tax another evasion. Names. How dare you? Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes, yeah. Also, yeah. getting mad at people for not paying federal taxes, um, add Elon Musk, Verizon, and a bunch of other billionaires to your list then. You mean um, all billionaires? All of them, yeah. <laughs> Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, hate them all if you're going to be mad at Wesley Snipes. Um, well, I just won't watch the movies they're in. Again, my dad went to federal prison for tax evasion. No way. Mad. Yeah. Well, I don't wow. want to speak out of school, but that was a little bit of a different situation. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know about this? I absolutely do. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Bob, Bobby's going to love it. Oh, you, you've not heard this? No. Oh, oh man. Yeah. My, my dad went to federal prison for tax evasion. Uh, you know, what was your dad actually doing, Don? Uh, he, was, uh, he was in the import business. <laughs> okay. Importing marijuana. There we go. Oh, okay. There by the uh, actual metric ton, right? E- the, we no, uh, yeah, no, not metric. This is America. Oh, oh okay. a ton. Yeah, it's a ton. So, so just a standard, just ton. a regular ton, <laughs> two thousand pounds, several at a time. Just a real quick aside, and you'll probably know more since your dad's an expert. Uh, as far as I was aware, uh, all drugs are in the metric system. Um, I mean, depends on. Uh, so I'm, I'm actually. Was it shipped in a cube? What I, one thing that I dislike about kilograms, that is not a weight. That is a mass, and it <laughs> differs. Uh, yeah, a parsec is difference, not time. Just saying, it's a different unit of measure. <laughs> Your dad was a big kilogram time. is not weight. Yeah, his dad it was is sweet. His dad was big, sweet weight. big time weight move or big time weed, like drug mover weed. My, mover. as Vin Diesel and my, uh, my a man dad, apart would say, he was moving my, my weight. dad used Ooh, to geez. supply Willie Nelson, and if that's not just tons on his own, like yeah, no I, fucking way. Yeah. Oh yeah, bro. You didn't know this about him? No. Oh, yeah. it's yeah, it's super cool. Well, I mean, to hear about. Uh, Are I, you close? I, to I didn't have to live through it. So, oh yeah, he lives in Sun Lakes now. <laughs> How long was he in federal prison? Not that long. <laughs> Not that long. Because he just he got went for years? tax evasion. Yeah, it was just a tax. Um, yeah, just a few years. That was like an Al Capone he, kind of thing, right? He got Al Caponed straight yeah. up. Um, yeah, yeah. And then he, once he was out, what he does just, that mean? So Al Capone, Al Capone could never be done found for, for any evasion, of his yeah. actual crimes. He, yeah. Only the tax. So the only thing the federal government ever got him for. So my dad's buddy got caught, ratted my dad out. Never caught him for any drugs, just a lot of money. Okay, that he didn't pay. Fuck your dad's. Oh, I forgot. You have told me that, and I forgot that because I was gonna be like, "How did that happen?" Like he, your dad's buddies. Like he used to own a hotel in Mexico, like several different stash houses. Uh, The house I lived in when I was uh, first, uh, you know, till I was like two or three uh, in Colorado, uh, had a giant room underneath the house that wasn't actually used when we were living there because prior. It was a stash house. Um, yeah. Did your dad ever tell you what he claimed he was shipping? Oh, I was like three when he went to prison. So no. yeah, yeah. But then when you got to know him more, was he just like you ever talking like? Oh was yeah, what did no. You, I, oh, was that just something you were just about like after the fact? Like you just grew up always knowing it, or yeah, no. I or was I mean, there a day they sat you down there like listen? Uh, you know, I don't remember. Your dad is Johnny Depp and Blow. I don't remember a specific time. When he told me it was drugs, but yeah, I mean, okay. I've known for a very long time. Yeah, okay, so it's pretty normal. It's okay. Yeah, and it and it wasn't drugs; it was marijuana. I'm bro. <laughs> yeah. You heard me throw an ounce Plants. of shade. Yeah, no, 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 uh, no. 
Uh, I, I, I smell uh, the rocks cooking, bro. You know, I'm just saying, you know, once it's federally legal, I'm pretty sure they owe me some money. Listen, the federal yeah. government hates an entrepreneur unless they're giving him subsidized money so well, they can control they want the a fact. Cut, so. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're, they're like, oh, you're, you're an entrepreneur. You're going to make money. Well, let's subsidize you so we own a little bit of that. So it was his full-time only gig. It was just, he just oh. sold weed. Yeah. Or not, he just we mulled were, or shipped weed. Logistic no, manager. No, no, he, he did it. Like, he was... At the top, so he yeah, he was yeah, running yeah. logistics. No, I understand more this. or less, right? Yeah. But he, there wasn't like I've got this job and this on the side. No, uh, was, we were purely weed, filthy rich. Really? Yeah. Was there ever like we're stacks talking the, of the taxes he owed were tens of millions of dollars? What in the eighties is? Was there ever like <laughs> just, is he still pretty good? Well off? No. Well, I mean he's uh, he's a hundred percent permanent total disabled uh, through the VA. I was going to say, on a scale of one to D.B. Cooper, how much money did he keep? <laughs> no. Uh, you know, he he found ways after uh, yeah, after prison to, to mm-hmm. you know, Certainly. hide it again. Of yeah, course. of course. <laughs> well, the thing about... The, the thing, he's done well, this before. He, he just he, didn't he, bring on he, a partner. Here's the thing <laughs> about <laughs> just like... And none of this is shade to current company or the listeners, but like the thing about Americans is... Is that we assume out, when man. the justice system deploys that it gives justice. But Bernie Madoff, well, and who recently died within the last two years, the biggest Ponzi scheme of all time. You remember how much of that money they recovered? Zero. None of it. He died. No one knows where that money's at. He was in prison. He was Bernie certain Madoff. he was getting out. Wait, wait, wait. He had physical cash just lying around somewhere. Hidden somewhere. They never recovered that money, bro. You should start looking. Well, I don't think I imagine. I imagine people. You don't know that for uh, sure. I imagine people who run spreadsheets know where it's at. DB Cooper, although I am DB Cooper, um, that's probably the only raw cash he'll ever find hidden left on the planet. That's why it's such a popular story, even though it's from the seventies. But yeah, so it's a question, though. Before I forget, that's 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 so crazy. Was he like a mafioso dad? Was there ever like a time? No, was just him. Chill, dude. Was there ever a time where like, so a buddy of mine employees, sold his bar <laughs> and I ended up with a bunch of his like random inventory while he was like moving around and stuff like that. And I'll just kind of leave it there so I don't go to prison. Um, but <clears throat> you go to prison? Um, was there ever any time where like any of that weight had to like be in the garage or the backyard or that was it or, or you said your dad's at the top. So I imagine that's just all logistics point, point, point. Or was he still like having to move stuff in and out of the house? Do you ever remember? So like, uh, a big thing of uh, his and why he was so successful is uh, um, anybody he brought in, he would always do the first run with him straight up. Smart. He'd be like, um, he's like straight up. Uh, I'm never going to ask you anything. If, I wouldn't do if, if you're, go, if you're, go. if you're afraid of this, Let's fucking go. Let's do it right now. Yeah. So he 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 was was absolutely on the front lines, uh, doing it till till it was done. Yeah. That's how you keep. Well, oh, unless your partner sells you out, it's how you stay safe. Oh, you you like you think you're you know you think you're not gonna make it past this checkpoint? Cool. Let's roll. I'll drive. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. Yep. That's dope. Yeah. I'll fly the plane. He flew. He knew how to fly a plane. Also, I should learn how to fly planes. I heard it's terribly complicated. Also very expensive. To fly plane well not if you to learn tons of weed. Oh uh, to learn well, no, is in general, expensive. Yeah. 
uh, John has a plane and flies one. Oh, well, um, he would also like it bring it in. That's how he funds on, Grand Canyon on sh- cargo ships. No, no just planes. Yeah. yeah. No, Grand Canyon is funded by cruisers, the same thing that paid for his school. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Cruising weed through Mexico. Listen, if we ever get involved in the cannabis business, it uh, it will be legally, and uh, our founder will be the last person touching it. It'll mostly just be me. Touching the weed? Yeah. (laughs) John isn't a drugs guy. Like, he likes drinking occasionally. Um, Founder of Grand Canyon. Uh, I wasn't assuming he was a drugs guy. Drugs? No, no, no. Just like a money guy. No, like, well, no, he is a money guy, but like, even just like edibles here or like smoking a bowl there, and he's completely capable and free to do that he just doesn't so my new job he just drinks i had to take a drug test i'm pretty sure that's the first time i've ever had to take a drug test for a job in 2022 what the fuck are they testing for I, uh eight different things methamphetamines yeah i don't know yeah this is arizona meth is probably mm-hmm. it's so aren't weird aren't you the king of the north where meth is prominent Oh, I'm from a place where meth is king. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah no I'm from Florida. I forget it. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, Bullhead City was meth capital Which of the world in my, 2008. My mom lives in Apache Junction, the Florida of Arizona. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing is I hear a lot of people be Less like, ocean. I lived here and it was meth capital of the world in this year. And like, I know a lot of that stuff. So I was actually looking it up one time and like meth capital quotes of the world, which Russians do a lot of meth. Just putting it out there. And so did Germans. Well, yeah, you would Europe, too if you were in Well, Russia. also, just culturally, Panzer chocolate was the meth chocolate from World War II, right? Like, meth has just got a culture in Europe. Um, America has had the number one producer and usage of meth for 20 years unanswered. Meth needs a good marketing team. Just number one, baby. Meth is so aggressive of a Did name. you ever see... Oh, my God. I'm going to have to send it to you. Did you ever see that marketing campaign? It was like... It was this anti-meth marketing campaign done by some flyover state. But it was hard to tell that it was anti-meth. It was the wildest... I'll have to send it to you. I'll put it in the show notes. The wildest ad campaign that's anti-meth that you've ever seen. And people were just like, so am I supposed to start doing meth? Or how does this work? <laughs> It's like a dude cleaning his house really aggressively. Just, uh, I mean, just once can't hurt me, right? Uh, <laughs> I do have a lot of things say. to get once done this fine. week. I've got yeah, a lot of things to get yeah, done Yeah, I mean, week. their whole campaign is just like, once is okay, right? <laughs> that, that's the meth campaign. Right? So you did it once. Don't worry about it. Don't do it You're twice. fine. And if, if you, you get do, a craving, just, just check. Just, time. just steer into that a little bit. You know, fool, fool you once, shame on somebody else. Yeah, you know? Yeah, I mean, listen... Fool you twice. Now you're an addict. No, that's not your fault either. <laughs> it's that first guy's fault. Uh, that blame drug dealers. It, as much as I feel America doesn't have enough hey, empathy, if there weren't drug dealers. I couldn't get drugs. That's I'm just. That's what I'm saying. Well, I feel America doesn't have enough empathy for just disproportionate class warfare in general. The one thing I will say is, like, I'll never understand how meth just, like, obliterates your mind to be able to process logic at all. It's just, like, you could be a rich person doing meth or a poor person doing meth, and you're still just talking to a cop about aliens. So you're saying <laughs> it's the it's more so the great equalizer than even beer. It is absolutely the equalizer, sir. <laughs> you guys want to light up a bowl of meth right now? Fuck, yeah. I thought you'd never ask. You think i don't have one already yeah you got it from your dad and here we go <laughs> only marijuana yeah. from the- methawana nah. <laughs> <laughs> sir that well no it's cocaine when it's a spliff what is that what it is what? um you, no no a spliff you, is a device no like, a spl- yeah. spliff is uh 
What is it when you do um, a joint and you just sprinkle a little cocaine? Crack. No. I thought, no, that, I thought that was a spliff. No, a spliff is a tobacco with weed in it. That's a blunt. No. Yeah, a that's spliff, a cigar. A spliff. A spliff is when you roll uh, a joint that is part tobacco, part weed. Or oh, a spliff I, is so like, the little piece if of... If you go get papers of like papers a cigar and you, and, you put, and you roll a joint in it, I thought that was well, you a roll, blunt. But no, a, a spliff blunt, is a such a widely is, used term. A blunt is when you slice open a cigar... Take out the insides and mm-hmm. put weed inside. Yeah. Right, but they just sell wraps for that now. Yeah, but people still sure. do it. Um, so yeah. a spliff is also if you take like a little piece of like cardboard from the rolling paper cart piece, like the outside, and then roll it into like a mini, like what would look like a filter, just to give you like your little tip. That's also a spliff. It just sounds like a joint with a filter. Um, well, it's not really a filter. I do it's too many drugs to, to not know what this is called. Um, but I know exactly what it is, and I can't think of the fucking word. Me neither. And, yeah. and it, Spliff is the only thing that keeps coming to mind. But um, And I think that's because the last person who offered me one called it that. But, mm. um, yeah. Um, I, is So I guess my question was, is if Spliff was the name for that, what is the name for using meth instead of Coke? Um, is that called like a Johnny Knoxville, or what do you call that? Let's <laughs> make it up right now. Is it uh, or uh, do you ever oh, see you mean get right him to here? the Greek? <laughs> did you ever see get him to the Greek? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rub the furry wall. Yeah, well, they, what do they call wall? it? What the Jeffrey. Call? The Jeffrey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, all right, let's give it a name. If you smoked a joint with meth in it, I believe you'd call that a crystal lin. That's not bad. Ooh, I call yeah. it a garage any, fire. I was gonna say any. <laughs> Uh, sorry, uh, where I'm from, there have been so many garage fires started by Dude, meth addicts working about. with electronics at 2 a.m. <laughs> it's so about. fucking wild. <laughs> some me- some meth addict, after like winding down for three days, just puts a fucking hot soldering iron on the table. I thought garage it was burns a good name. down. That shit happens so much where I'm from. Oh, I, would just, uh, I would call that a gift from the glades. <laughs> gift from the glades? Yeah. Ooh, okay. Right. Everglades. Oh, yeah, oh, no, I got it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I didn't you think glade fabrics off the floor. waiting for the, uh, you know. The yeah. rest of the folks. Hey, Bobby, I need plugged in immediately. Uh, Did I? Oh. Power. Oh. Oh. Get from the glades. Uh, is, uh, nope. Um, yeah. I'll be back. Oh, Plug shoot. that into there. Uh, I'm plugged in. I just need plugged in here. Oh, that's not pluggable. Okay. Do, 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 do. Uh, Dad, come here. Quit ignoring me. I thought I had totally enough power, but we went way over time. Uh, is that going to do it? I'm trying to plug into Bobby's power base right here. Mm. Power bottom, if you will. <laughs> as long as I've known Bobby, that's uh app description. <laughs> we are going to have to wrap up. We're uh, a little over time here. No worries. But, um, so right. we've clearly not... Che- I think all wrestling up there at the same time. Uh, we've obviously not solved the spliff issue, but um, so you're saying your dad only did a little bit of time for trafficking. Um, Just tax evasion. Or sorry, tax evasion. That's what yeah, it, yeah. it's literally what I meant. Um, so all right, we got to go. Did I, I guess because you said he was carted off when you were three? Did that mean he like came back in your life and then then then? Was it just like it was a dude that was your dad, and now he's just kind of a dude in the background that you know, and no, then you're just uh, learning stuff about him? I, or did he like come back in 
Because you, you're three, he does six years, so now you're nine. Does he show up on your 10th birthday and be like, what's up? <laughs> like, here's no, some joints. So, I mean, as as a kid, I was, you know, I, my mom and I moved to Florida uh, when he went to prison. Um, but I, I he, he went to prison um, near my uncle's house in California. Uh, I got flown out there, you know, once or twice a year to go see him. It was, looked like an apartment complex with a big old fence around it. Okay. It was, uh, you know, <laughs> if you think of prisons, it's not what you think of this place. Uh, um, so, no, yeah, he's, he's certainly always been a part of my life. And that, I mean, he's explained to me that was kind of the deal like, uh, well, you can go to prison for tax evasion or, you know, you can kill the guy that ratted you out and probably have to leave the country for good. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. All right, we finish it up with in a uh, local shout-out each time. So we tend to go first, give you a second to think about something. Okay. Alex, do you have something? You want me to go first? Oh, wow. You butted first to make sure you got it last time. Now you're really... Yeah. <laughs> what was it last time? Bottle shop for the week. Adam and Kelly. Well, oh, yeah. it was their wedding. Yeah, just, yeah, I'm, wedding. I'm just giving Bobby shit. Um, <clears throat> uh, local shout-out. Uh, no, I might need a second. I've got a few things in the brain. I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll get, uh, uh, I'm going to give you a little shout-out to Thrift Beer and Wine, little uh, craft beer bar in South Scottsdale. Did you hear that? Yeah, I'm, I was going to mention something. Once we're done, uh, all the levels look super low here, and it's not recording in two channels anymore, so... Everything's uh, way off here. Yeah, so let's just wrap up because it just happened. Uh, I don't know right. when it happened, but we'll just wrap it up and get done. Yeah, we lost something. Uh, but Riff, they got a, they've got a uh, charity golf tournament November 4th. Uh, and it's to help something and local dog rescues, which is a big thing for us. Um, or me and my company. Um, and they've just been doing some some dope things, being pretty rad people. So shout out to Danny and John over there. Um, look forward to their uh, <laughs> playing a game with John. Um, they do a an event every uh, November on election day. We don't talk about politics. I'll be heading over to that. But more important than that, that charity golf tournament each year that they do. Shout out to a little small business doing something big to give back. Absolutely. Um, I didn't really come to anything on <laughs> my time. Uh, well, the thing, the thing, I'll I'll go if you need some more time. Sure. Okay. Uh, I'll just shout out to uh, the main ingredient. Uh, we talked about Ron earlier. That's yes, his, sir. his restaurant now. Um, he's, uh, you know, while while I've been. Uh, you know, willfully unemployed for the last uh, month or month and a half or so. Uh, he's asked me to, again, redo his menus. So, you know, yes. giving a little back to me. Uh, you know, he's, he's a good friend of mine. And, um, I, you know, I do pretty good uh, graphic design work when I need to, uh, you know. So it's, it's cool that he's uh, asked me to do that for him again. That's awesome. I love Ron. Uh, I love Ron. Yeah. Uh, and it's a great little restaurant. You know, you've got uh, just a few taps, beer. Uh, good sandwiches. Just a few. Uh, it's my best 
we've shouted out them before the podcast. At least. Okay. Yeah. I mean, not that it's not always welcome. Yeah. Um, it's one of my favorite spots. To it is my favorite sandwich spot it's, in the it's city. It's a really good just uh, neighborhood hangout, you know? I think pretty sure everybody that lives in the Coronado neighborhood uh, goes to the main ingredient at least three times a week. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So, um... I keep kind of waffling, so I'm just going to have to do two, and I'll do it quick. Um, shout out to Justin Coop at uh, Mr. Brew's Tap House um, in the old uh, Carlos and Emily's uh, Bistro spot. Um, Coop's uh, an Iguanamax alumni we've tried to have on the podcast several times, even though he uh, rebuffs me. Um, making killer burgers over there. Uh, I've been trying not to eat fries for the last year. He gave me fries anyways. Ate them all. They were killer. Um, and then I'd be remiss <clears throat> if I didn't shout out another business I've shouted out before, but on 1010, Brandon Casey's Woodshed on Mill and Baseline is going to have a Malort cocktail making competition. And while that Ooh. itself is a terrible idea, um, so what a place. I'll be there. It's going to be fantastic. Malort's trash, uh, if you're asking. I like Malort. So do you hate yourself? Duh. Okay, well, just objectively, like, as someone who likes shitty herbal liqueurs, and, like, I'll literally be somewhere, and I'll be like, hey, do you have uh, Montenegro? And they're like, no. And I'll be like, do you have Fernet? And they're like, no. And I'll be like, do you have some other shitty herbal liqueur? <laughs> and Malord is the only Aqu- one I won't drink. Aquavit. That's where it's at. Oof. Yeah, I mean, are you familiar with Swax? Swax? Yeah. No. Uh, it's like... I remember, God, it was like 2003, they're like, we're the original Jaeger, which... Technically is true, but doesn't make it better. And Jaeger's not great. Jaeger would be great if they didn't add so much sugar to it. Oh, well, that's, I mean, that's, I, I always call Fernet the adult Jaeger. Well, that's, not yeah. fucking sweet as hell. Yeah, it's the bartender answer. But, yeah. so, Brandon Casey runs the best dive bar in the Phoenix metro area. That includes all ten cities. All five million people. Shout out, Brandon. You're rad. Um, he's doing a Malort cocktail competition. Uh, bartenders have been selected. I imagine you could get in on it if you wanted still. But the point is, it's a great place. It's a, it's, it's great. Um, check it out. And uh, that's going to go ahead and wrap up the podcast. And uh, that said, we'll see you at 10-10 for the Malort drinking contest. And uh, Jan, we uh, appreciate you coming by and hanging out. Thanks, yeah, thanks, thanks, for, ha- thanks for having me. It's fun. All right. I, I've never uh, been on or listened to a single podcast, so this is my first. Are you going to listen to the episode? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I don't listen to any of these either. It's just about it. So. I listen to every one of them, but I, I, I listen to them here and there and make sure that I have that time. To probably I, only, I only listen to them when we're having a return guest. So I'm just like, oh, I don't, yeah, I don't want to trip over what we've done before. And stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I just yeah. don't want to trip over stuff we've done before. So. Um, Jack listens to this podcast on repeat on a speaker in the kitchen. Yeah. I don't like uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> well, at first she just she's like How I listen to my husband. Seen her forever. She's amazing, lovely. Uh, as you know, uh, she's the AGM of uh, Gilbert Kona Grill right now. Oh, cool. Yeah, she's doing great. I didn't know Kona Grill still existed. No, no offense to her. No, uh, they uh, I've only ever been to one. They actually merged. They're existing well, each other. Well, yes, but also they merged with a bigger company, mm, okay. and they kind of got like absorbed into a concept group kind of thing. So gotcha. it's why they might have kind of went off the radar a touch. That all said. Uh, I forgot what I was saying, but um, yes. Either way, thanks for listening, cool. guys. Thanks yeah. for listening, guys. Thanks. Cheers. Bye.